0: To the Joygasm Effect, I'm your host Kerry Waring, and today I'm sharing some sacred space with Alison Morris, who is a qualified hypnotherapist who is passionate about helping people to stop self-sabotaging um, behaviours. So, welcome, Alison.
1: Hi, Kerry. How are you?
0: I'm good, thanks. And just for um, for all of our listeners and and our um, audience today. Alison and I actually go way back. We were in high school together, like year seven, eight, before I moved in the beginning of year nine. And Mm -hmm. for a time, we were even best friends. I can remember us going to blue light discos. (laughs) (laughs) And and for those of you that don't know, blue light discos back in the 80s were like um, discos for young kids run by the police. So it was a great time in our lives, um, but all these years later, Alison and I have reconnected through the magic of Facebook. <laughs> and what would we do
1: without Facebook.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, um, so we're here today to have a chat about Alison and her journey because it's one of the things that I love doing. So, Alison, you do have a really interesting journey. You shared a little bit of with it uh, um, with me, and it sort of. You know, at 40, just to sort of bring it, um, condense it a little bit. So at 40, mm-hmm. you were 130 kilos.
1: Yes, I was.
0: Yeah. You were on five different anticonvulsants for your epilepsy. Yes. Um, you were on antidepressants. And you was. were drinking, smoking, played hard and stayed out late a lot.
1: Yes, I sure did. I yes
0: yeah and all the while you also were a mum of um two children at that time
1: that's correct you had two boys
0: yeah and had a um loving husband yep supportive husband so um but obviously there was something that wasn't right in your life so just talk to us a little bit about those days
1: Ah, those days. Um, the Alison you see sitting in front of you now is definitely not the Alison that she was back then. Um, I I don't know what I was thinking back then. Um, as you said, Kerry, very loving, supportive husband um, and supportive family all around, uh, children and, and my parents and my in-laws. Um, I just had a lot of self-sabotaging behaviours myself. I didn't feel worthy I didn't feel loved Um, I now know that that's not right Um, and I was just out partying I think I was drinking to forget Um, I don't know what I was trying to forget but I was definitely drinking to forget
0: okay and 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 I I I think one of the biggest pains that we all have in life is that um, not feeling loved Mm,
1: even though,
0: I, even though the reality is that there are people that do love us, we just don't feel it. Yes,
1: I would agree with that yeah. totally. Yes, and
0: and I know that was one of uh, that was part of my journey too. You know, like not feeling that, um, not re- being able to receive love, not recognize it in my own inner world. Mm. Yeah. So, what was the trigger moment for you? What was the what happened that? Because from where you were to where you are now, um, doing work where you're making a difference for other people and, um, you know, a lot healthier, what was that trigger moment? Because it really is a shift from um, what I say, you know, huge egoic patterns where the ego is in control of your life. To mm-hmm. a real shift into love and spirit, and I know it's often difficult for teenagers, that, and especially um, my kids have had to cope with this, where they've had to say seat. no you know, what, what to peer group pressure. You know, when they're they're being um, bullied or it, it, teased because so they don't want in to drink or they it's, don't it's want a story to that I can relate smoke pot so at a party I was, or whatever it I was might in be.
1: I was a victim, and and I played the role of a victim very very well. I lapped it up I, I loved being the victim um and I look back on that now and think why but what happened was I was seeing a neurologist for my epilepsy and I'd been seeing this neurologist for 18 months and when my epilepsy my grandma's seizures were bad I was at least seeing him once a week um so there was a lot of money exchanging hands in, in as you can imagine seeing a specialist once a week and he um He just kept medicating me. That's what he was doing. He was medicating me for the epilepsy. And one day I was at Miranda with my mother having lunch and the specialist walked in and sat at a table next to us. And I said, oh, hello, how are you today? And started making conversation. He went, oh, very good, very good. And it was was quite a cold conversation. And my mother turned around to me and said, he doesn't know who you are. And I went, you're right. He has no idea who I am out of his office, and I went. That shit, <laughs> I said. That's that's not, that's not right. And I went home, and um, the most recent medication he'd on had he put me on had actually caused me to have a psychotic episode, which my children witnessed. Um, and I was really angry. I went home. I was very angry, and. I spoke to Matt about it and I said, that's it, this is it, this is the pinnacle, this is, I just need to come off all this medication. We'd we done a lot of research over the years, the two of us, and my epilepsy was tied in with my period, so it was very hormonal. And to, and I didn't get epilepsy till I was 25. Mm-hmm. So two weeks after I met Matthew, sorry, two weeks before I met Matthew, I actually had my first grand mal seizure. And when I had my first seizure, um they actually said to me you know we're going to tell you not to drink anymore but you probably will but we are going to tell you not to take drugs because if you take drugs you know you you could die you really could die if you take drugs so that's something I I didn't do was I never took drugs again but what really astounded me was the fact that I actually hadn't touched drugs for six months and the drugs were still rampant through my system
0: yeah
1: So um, we've done a lot of research and mature onset epilepsy in women is caused, is 90% of the time is caused because your body's saying have a baby, have a baby, and you go, no, I don't want to have a baby. I don't want to have a baby. When I had my first child, the day after I had my first child, I was very ill and had very big grand mal seizure, and then the epilepsy went away. Wow. So... Yeah, and then it, it came back because something happened in my life later on um, and it, it came back again because I did start drinking heavily. So I, we, the, all the research we'd done, I just went, I just, I just do not need to be on these anticonvulsants. There's just, they're just not doing me any good at all. So I went and found uh, a naturopath. At well, Sharon had actually been helping my son Harry with his dairy allergies and I went and saw her and I was very blunt and said, I need to come off all these drugs. And I need to do it now and I need to do it safely. And will you help me? And she did. She, put, she, she supported me through that journey.
0: Wow. That's a, it's a, just that, that moment because you've placed your health and your future mm-hmm. in the hands of someone else. You're relying mm-hmm. on that specialist to um, guide you yep. to do all of those things and you're there week in, week out giving him heaps of money and he doesn't even recognize your face no in in the shopping center you know so no. but in a way that was a gift because what that did is that then because what I what I was hearing was you taking personal responsibility you know was you which is a mm-hmm. real key in the soul's journey and a real key in coming into your spirit is that you were in that moment taking back Personal responsibility and just, and then life just started to shift differently, didn't it? And give you what you really needed to become healthy. Absolutely,
1: it did. Absolutely, it did. The clarity from coming off the anticonvulsants, the clarity in my mind just, wow. It was inspired. It was incredible what happened.
0: Yeah. And just brave too, like really, really brave. But I guess also too, like, because even in as i'm saying that i'm also sensing that there really was no other alternative it was almost like you know often i sort of say to people sometimes we get intuitive to a point where the soul is just speaking and you go there's no choice here there's no choice i just That's right because you already know by not making the choice you know what you're looking at just continued <laughs> repeated whatever was going on at that time, it would have just continued forever yes, would, and would have... a day, you know? Mm-hmm. So you know, like you've got no choice but to make this change because ultimately you just, you want health, you want love, you want all those great things as we all do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so if you were to, um, look, I know we've touched a little bit about the pain that would have been behind that um let's say, that first phase of your life, you know, that, mm-hmm. um, a, a little bit about being unloved, have you really given much thought to what else, what was the pain going on there at those times? Yeah, um,
1: it's, it, that's definitely been a part of my recent journey of self-discovery. Um, I, I've just completed a personal development course and in that we did a timeline transformation yeah. And when we dealt with the five negative feelings of uh, shame, guilt, hurt, um, the when I went back and went into my subconscious, a lot of those things actually came two days after my birth. And what it was from is as I I had actually I'm adopted. I was adopted out when I was born, and um, two days after my birth is when my mother actually made all the decisions that she had to make okay so the hurt the shame the guilt um, the sadness the o the overwhelming sadness um, was all things that I had taken on from her
0: yeah um, from her decision and you yeah, ultimately, from you ultimately feeling unloved and I so want to give you a hug right now <laughs> <laughs> thank, you. thank you
1: it's see um, it's, it's since the timeline transformation there 's been an incredible shift in all those wow. feelings, um, especially the sadness i don 't i 'm not carrying her sadness anymore, and I also had a a rebirthing session done um, with daniel Coates sound healer and after i 'd come back from that course and it was incredible. Um, that experience in itself, I, I, I my mother was actually with me, and I could tell her that I, I I forgave her that it was all good. She and she was right to go now, and it was um, the most amazing experience. So yeah, the, all those feelings of sadness and guilt—they've all gone.
0: Oh wow, what that's just awesome! And because you you did have a good upbringing, didn't you?
1: Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: like a relatively you know a loving family and.
1: Yeah, we you know, not not a perfect upbringing, but everyone has issue, issues issues and difficulties, but yeah, yeah absol- absolutely, yes,
0: yeah. yeah. So um I'm so my heart's full for you right now, you know, like that you've you one you've been brave enough to really go there. You know, you've mm-hmm. been um because that's where we hold ourselves up and just the rewards that you're receiving now are just phenomenal. Yeah. You know, so if there was like a 20 something or a 30 something person that's um, listening to the podcast, watching the video, what, what would, and they were really living the life that you were living at that time, what, mm-hmm. what would you want to say to them, Alison?
1: Well, do you know, Kerry, the 20 something, I wouldn't say anything to them. I'd say just keep living okay keep living but definitely the 30 person i would love to sit down and have a conversation with them and just to ask them why you know why they're behaving like this and try to get to the root cause of why um you know i i know that things come to people at the right time in their lives when they're open but I also think, wow, if I had have known this back then, how much fuller my life would have been and and how, you know, I could have been helping people a long time ago, which I always knew was my destiny. I always knew that I was meant to be helping people. So I suppose I'd just sit down and if I, if we were looking at me, if I could sit down with a 30-year-old me, apart from slipping, slapping myself across the face, I'd really be saying to her, look around you, really look around you and... Listen to those voices in your head because the voices in your head are just you. No one's out there talking about you. No one really cares about you apart from your immediate family. You know, the the school mums aren't talking about you. That's all in your head. You're the only person stopping you from doing what you need to do.
0: Yeah. Oh, thank you for that. So with your um, hypnotherapy work, let's talk a little bit about that. Mm -hmm. And. So firstly, what do you find so joyful about it? What does it do for you?
1: Uh, It fills my soul. It's, I couldn't have found a better field to go into. Um, There's so many people out there hurting or just not even having the will to live Um, and it's, it's a joyous feeling I get in my heart. My heart is just full um, knowing that I can play a part in, in transforming and changing someone's life and helping them on a better path.
0: Okay. And um, one of the things I know that happens for people and one of the most common questions that I get in my work is people trying to seek out what their life purpose and what they're here to do. So how did you discover that it was hypnotherapy?
1: Uh, it's quite you've you've known me for a long time you know I've done a lot of different things yeah. in my life um so I've trialed and errored a lot of different things I'm, I'm a teacher by trade I'm a TAFE teacher uh, I do a lot of corporate training leadership emotional intelligence so there's always been the uh the helping side of me in regards to hypnotherapy um a very good friend of mine um put me onto a course um, with the Australian Success Academy and I went to the weekend in November and I knew that um, I had already made a lot of changes and I thought, oh, well, why not go along and just see where this takes me? But I, I had a gut feeling, you know, I trust my gut. I had a gut feeling that this was going to be it and I just knew. I knew after that weekend that I needed to do this and I was going to open my own business and... <coughs> Sorry. Uh, that's all right. <laughs> um, I opened my doors on the 1st of February. Um, I actually asked the universe... Did I need to uh, do any any clients? <coughs> do you need water? I do, actually. <laughs> uh, we attended, so Matthew and I attended the hypnotherapy weekend in November and I knew after that weekend that this was just something I had to do. I, I opened my doors uh, for business on the 1st of February. Before that I actually, I'd a- I asked the universe did I need to I hate to say the word practice but did I need to offer my services uh to some to some friends um for free just so that I could you know I I needed to know that I was doing the right thing yep so I actually reached out to some people that I knew uh, trusted me um that I had prestige with that I wouldn't um you know come across as a kook you know what are you doing Alison and um I reached out to five people and, uh, cause I, I did, I actually asked the universe how many and the universe came back with five, no more, don't do any more. So I did the five people and I actually approached a yoga business in Miranda to see whether I could work from their space. Didn't feel comfortable, um, having people in my own home, people that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was very, very lucky to find this magnificent space down at higher yoga at Miranda to, to practice from. And um, that's, I I just went out and I did it. I just, I knew I was meant to do it and it just, yep, that's it. I just knew.
0: (laughs) Brilliant. And I know, like, so you've mentioned that you've done, um, you did a personal development course uh, just recently.
1: Yes, I did in March, yes. Yep.
0: And um, I know, like, one of the things that you did on that course was you ate fire.
1: I did eat fire. Yes. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, so um, just one, let's d- just describe that, but also to how did it feel? Because I imagine doing something like that just must make you feel like you can absolutely do anything in the world.
1: A- absolutely. It does. It's the, the biggest lesson I learned from that is that uh, fear is an illusion and danger is real. And that if you follow the process, and you've done your risk assessments, this is the teacher in me coming out, you've done your risk assessments and you know that there's no immediate danger once you follow the process, then you can achieve anything you want, anything. So it was incredible. It was scary. There was 50 other people with me doing it. Um, We were led by um, our mentor, Shane, to do this process um, and he... And uh, leaning back, and that fire coming towards your face, and you're putting it in your mouth, and he's going, "Close your mouth, close your mouth," and it's like, oh. and once you've done it, it's just is there's no burning, there's there's no it's totally safe, and the elation that you feel is just incredible, and it's just like I can conquer the world now, and I can, I can do anything, I can do, any, I can, I just ate fire, I can do anything,
0: yeah. Wow. Good on you. Thank you. <laughs> you are certainly going out there and, you know, making it happen and 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 this for me is just a huge celebration of your spirit. You know? So um so where to next, Alison? Where what what what's next on the agenda for Alison Morris, the hypnotherapist?
1: wonderful things Kerry Um, I've actually teamed up with three like-minded people that I met on my course that are throughout Australia Uh, one of the guys is in Adelaide and I've got a couple in Brisbane Um, we actually had a conference call last night a Skype call last night and we are starting our own business uh, which is very exciting and we're going to be going out there and we're getting our stories and our messages out to people um and our first speaking event will be in Brisbane in August. So I've got a date and a time and I'm committed to it now. Um, I just, I, I feel, I've always known that um, my story was a gift. Um, it's a gift. Those days were so dark and they were so bleak and the people around me don't, d- don't know, didn't know, and still don't know how bad it was Um as you know, I've I've written my story and when I gave it to my husband to read, he didn't know how bad things were and he lived with me and he loved me. Yeah. So I was very good at hiding things and, and keeping things in. Well, I just want the world to know that people are all, there's people struggling. We've all got different journeys Um one of the guy, the the guys that's with me, he's actually in the army, so he's going to talk about PTSD and and different things like that, and living the army life, and then you know, being a civilian at the same time, and how difficult that is. And um, one of the other guys is a life coach, who and and the lady um, Kim, you know, she's got a past as well. We've all got different pasts, but when we come together, the four of us as a team, we feel that we can just make a difference to people's lives and if we save one life just one you know that will fulfill all four of us but i know we're going to save hundreds it's there's there you know we are the light the four of us together are the light at the end of the tunnel and we feel that we'll be able to help people and give them tools as well so the tools that we've got we want to be able to enable them to to take some tools away with them to help them get through the dark days i still have dark days Still, There's still days where, you know, I get the kids off to school and I go back to bed, but I'm not in bed now for nine hours. I'm in bed for an extra half an hour because, you know what, I am tired and I need a little bit of extra sleep and I'm giving myself some self-love. Yeah,
0: beautiful, beautiful. And it is just I was just in all of that I was just hearing, you know, like sometimes no matter how dark it can be that there's a reason, you know, Mm -hmm. that there is. There is. That there's a purpose you know yes. and it's, and it's not until you actually um tap into the what I call the spirit self that the that reason and purpose starts to reveal itself, you know so um so no, I'm very proud to um to share to you know you with you know my audience and the people listening and just to hear you know the difference you've made in. Your life, and being that we do go, you know, we have known each other since we were what 12, 13, you know, like, yes, we have, <laughs> you know, it's just beautiful to see. So, um, and so, so, how can people get in contact with you, Alison, if they, yeah, that- if they want to come and see you for some hypnotherapy and you help them change their life?
1: Yeah, that's a great question, Kerry. Um, so I have a Facebook page. It's Alison Morris Hypnotherapy. Um, all my details are on there. Um, my mobile number is zero four triple one triple three two seven. Anyone small than welcome to give me a call, send me a text message. I'll call you at a time that's appropriate. But definitely my Facebook page is the easiest way I'm always uh, responding to messages, so that's probably the easiest way. You can go on there and check out the reviews too uh, from my successful clients. I've got loads of non-smokers, um, weight reduction, um, which we call donating kilos back to the universe okay. because we, we don't want to lose weight because when we lose something, what do we want to do? We want to find it. Well, we don't want to find that weight, so we're donating it to the universe. They can have those kilos and do what they want with them. We don't ever want to find them again.
0: Yeah. And and the beautiful thing in all of this is these are challenges that you have personally dealt with, you know. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. So, so just like I said at the beginning, you know, at 40 you were 130 kilos, you know, so. Yes.
1: And now I'm 60. But,
0: you know, brilliant and, you know, healthy and, you know, how um, do you still, are you still challenged with any seizures and,
1: no, so I'm not, I'm not challenged with any seizures at all. Um, I I had a hysterectomy in March last year, which I feel helped a lot with the problem, but I haven't had a seizure now for two and a half years, I don't think. Wow. Um, yeah, close to two and a half years. So, And I don't suffer from migraines anymore. I used to get after a seizure, I would then be knocked out for two days um, with migraines, couldn't lift my head off the pillow So I don't get headaches at all anymore. I'm not taking any form of drugs. I'd be lucky if I took two Panadol's in a you know two weeks period of time. Um, So very very healthy. I've got a very healthy mind now, which is something that has been a long time coming. I've got an extremely healthy mind. I practice yoga. I'm practicing yoga three to four days a week. Um, and doing that with my husband, which is a, a beautiful thing as well, that we've connected that way too. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's that, that's fantastic. And yeah, so healthy, healthy mind, healthy body. Um, I used, I, I thought that once I lost the weight, that all my problems would go away. Well, that was the hardest thing was realizing that no, being thin doesn't make your problems go away. So that's yeah. a that's part of my journey that I love talking to people about as well.
0: And so how, because I know like a lot of people do struggle with the negative self-talk and coming mm. into a healthy mind. So how, how was, um, what was the key there for you?
1: The key there for me was the learnings that I did at um, the course that I attended in March and it was acknowledging, actually acknowledging the negative emotions and actually acknowledging the negative self-talk and the realisation that it was just me and not everyone else around me Um, and and doing that through various exercises like, you know, mapping across timeline transformations, um, the iceberg. So different tools that we learnt um, on that week away is what, brought everything out and I think too once you vocalize it I did some work with a friend yesterday um, did a timeline transformation with her yesterday and once she vocalized it it was like holy moly yeah really and it was this whole self-realization that that came out and she just went oh now I've said it it's it's out and it's gone I've said it and it's gone and I, I can put it away and I don't need to think about it anymore so Very much that. So I I hope through that my hypnotherapy work, hypnotherapy is very different to going to a psychologist or a psychiatrist. So I see a lot of people that have been seeing professionals for years and years and years and um, I've got very good friends that are psychologists as well and that have done the course with me and what they say the difference is, is that they make people sit down and talk about their problems keep bringing them up all the time for an hour session and then your hour session's finished and away you go but you've brought your problems up whereas hypnotherapy I don't need to know your backstory I don't want to know your backstory I want to move forward we're going to create positive result imagery we're going to talk to your subconscious mind we're going to tell it what it can do differently I don't want to go back to the past Yep. so you can come to me and 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 know me personally. And not tell me about your depression, and not tell me. But let's let's move on. We don't need to go back. Let's move forward.
0: Yeah, and very much retraining. So um, absolutely, yeah. And and I'm a big proponent of acknowledgement. Is almost key to everything, you know. <laughs> like acknowledging it, voicing it, bringing it out, expressing it. Um, it just allows more truth to flow. You know,
1: and and journaling, Kerry Waring, you you got me. You told me <laughs> years ago that I needed to start to journal. Years ago, you told me that, and I've only recently started doing it when I started a forty day challenge at yoga. And oh my God, what a difference to my life it's made! Yeah,
0: it's just for me journaling. As you know, it's journaling's my best friend, basically, and and it just clears the cobwebs. It brings clarity. Yes you know it's yeah. a, um um really it's just a it's a different form of meditation in some way I, i'm just mm-hmm. getting that so um but any i want to thank you for um coming and sharing your story being on the joygasm effect and just um you know just coming coming to it with heart and authenticity and you know putting it out there in the world so thank you for um doing that no, i have, thank you for having me no and you know, as you know, you've got all my support in the world to go out and make to continue to change lives and um, you know, big be the big bright light that you truly are. Thank you. So I have one last question, and this is a question I ask all of my guests basically. Just, you know, how are you going to achieve a joygasm this week, Alison?
1: Wow. What a great question. Um, I seem to be giving that to a lot of people and it's something I need to do for myself. That's a great question, Carrie. Um as a as a healer, you you are giving your, yourself to people so often. So I'm going to spend time with my kids. It's the school holidays. Um and that's what i'm going to do i uh, the last couple of months i have been neglecting them because i've been focusing on my business and i i feel i need to give them some loving because you know what they're going to give it back and it'll be beautiful when it comes
0: oh bless you and um thank you
1: thank you very much have a great day